Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Biblical Fiction Buffs podcast. Today, I am super excited to be bringing to you guys brand new content from me. I have been slowly working to try and re-upload all of our Biblical Fiction Buffs previous live events from Instagram here onto the podcast to make it easier for people to find and access because I know sometimes Instagram is finicky with like older Instagram lives, even if you upload them to IGTV or Reels or whatever the word is today um, of where you upload them to on Instagram. And I'm really excited because I was going through my Instagram DMs today. I have become in the past year just way more checked out of social media than I think I've ever been in my entire life as a 90s kid that kind of grew up just knowing what social media was and having social media for so much of my life. Um, It's just, you know, in the past year especially, I just realized that there are so many things I care about more than social media. And while in many ways, social media is a huge blessing and I do enjoy the time I spend on it, I just don't feel like I really need to check social media as often as maybe I used to. I was recently checking Instagram again after yet another unplanned little accidental hiatus and I realized I had a lot of DMs that I had forgotten to respond to or seen during like a period of time where I wasn't as active on Instagram and just like totally forgot to reply to or heart or um, you know, like <laughs> respond, <laughs> which I think is something we're all guilty of too. I mean, how many of you guys have gotten a text message, read the text message, responded in your mind, and then never actually gotten back to that person in real life? Because I think we can all relate to that. But one of the messages that I found was actually, I think, from like January or February, and it was from Nicole at Nicole and the Unending TBR, the Unending TBR podcast, which by the way, if you don't know, Nicole is one of my favorite people in the bookish community. Like I'm so checked out mentally from Instagram and Facebook and social media. But when I am there, I am looking for Nicole's posts because I love her. Her personality is great. And I do listen to her podcast as well. And I actually had the opportunity to be in a couple of her podcast episodes um, a couple of years ago now, which is weird to think about. But absolutely love chatting with her and seeing her posts on Instagram. And she and the Well Read Coffee Addict podcast created a podcast tag, which is called appropriately, the bookish podcast tag. She mentioned in the comments that she would love to see me do a version of the tag with only biblical fiction answers and you know I can never shy away from a challenge so I obviously added this to my list of things to create and then mentally you know I put it on a mental list and then just forgot about it until literally earlier today when I was going through my dms and trying to make sure I hadn't missed anything super important um which if you ever dm me or email me and I don't respond, I am so sorry. Sometimes my brain just does not function the way that it should. And I could blame it on thyroid brain or I could just say that I am forgetful. And probably it's a combination of both, but I am also forgetful. So please forgive me for that. But 
I remembered that I had never recorded this and I thought what a perfect way to get back into podcasting, back into creating and producing new content. And then I thought, well, I must really, you know, want a challenge because I'm not even going to look at the prompts before I jump into this podcast. I'm just going to dive right in. So that's what we're doing today. I have not looked at the prompts. I have not thought about my answers ahead of time. So I am going to be live reacting to this tag and answering the questions as I read them. The first question is, if you had a time machine and could go into the future to grab one highly anticipated book, which one would you choose? Without a doubt, I would, well, hmm. Okay, I have two answers for this one. My first answer is Connie Lincasette's um, next book, which is called, oh no, I have to Google the title. I actually have already pre-ordered it, so let me just go into my Amazon really quick. Um, yes, okay, Voice of the Ancient by Connie Lincasette. That one comes out August 15th. Her characters are just always top-notch, top-tier, my absolute favorite. If I recommended to you that you read any author in biblical fiction, like if you were only going to read one, it would be a Connie Lincasette book for me. Like that's what I would recommend to you. It's what I recommend to everyone if they're new to the genre is to start with Connie Lincasette because not only is are her books amazing they're also just like one of the best examples of what can be done in this genre and the kinds of god honoring faith inspired uplifting stories that can be told through the art of fiction so definitely connie's next book Oh, and then my second answer for that question is my own book, Antioch's Daughter, which in case you weren't already aware, I did just recently the other day announce my official release date for Antioch's Daughter, which is book two in my Generations of Faith series. And yes, it may be a little bit cheesy to say I would time travel and get a copy of my own book, but I am just so excited for this story. I have felt God's like presence at so many different points in this journey, and I just can't wait to see it come to fruition. So, uh, Antioch's Daughter, which is coming out June 18th, would be my second answer for a book that I would time travel to get a copy of. I just, I can't wait. And I hope you guys are just as excited as I am. I'm going to be starting to share some sneak peeks and things on my Instagram at Mauric too, if you're not already following me on there. The next question, you win a luxurious one week long quiet reading retreat. What are the first five books you will pack? First of all, I would love to know where is this reading retreat? Like, are we talking fancy hotel with spa and relaxing music? Are we talking, you know, forest cabin in the woods? Because that's definitely my vibe. Um, Are we talking like beach vacation? Because I'm a mood reader and that is definitely going to impact my decision. In general, though, I would probably pick a series because I would want to be able to, like in that time, read them all really close together. I think I'm going to pick Connie Lincasette's books again. <laughs> I could also pick Tessa Afshar's books, especially the ones with Theo, because I read those out of order, I think, the last time I read them, and I missed out on some things because of that, and I would love to go back and reread those. But also, uh, Connie Lincasette's Out From Egypt trilogy, and then maybe some of the books from the Cities of Refuge series, because those two are kind of interconnected with some interconnected characters that overlap between the two series and I would love to start from the beginning and do a deep dive and go really fast through all of those and then make like a bunch of like bulletin boards with like little post-its and stickers and 
string connecting all the dots and actually like taking my time to be a little book detective and sort out all of the foreshadowing and how everything's connected because it's just so brilliant you guys it's just so brilliant so I'm definitely I think final answer is just all of Connie Lynn Cassette's books and we'd see how many I actually ended up making it through <laughs> a book outside your comfort zone but you are glad you read <gasps> I actually have a really good answer for this one because it's a recent read of mine and that is uh, Rahab Hidden Scars by Rebecca Geiger and also A Divine Romance by Ifweko Obomo. Both of those are books that weren't on my radar prior to the authors reaching out to me. And, you know, it's not necessarily outside of my comfort zone, but in the past couple of years, I've really slowed down with signing up for like formal review teams and formal street teams. I've been more so pre-ordering books on my own and then reviewing them as I read them and not necessarily putting like a timetable or on it or pressure or anything like that to review. So most of the time when I've gotten requests except for like a few circumstances where I've known the authors previously and kind of have like relationships with them or like I'm a very big fan and I know I'll definitely be able to have the time if not make the time. Um, For the most part, I have been, you know, kindly and respectfully saying like at this time, I don't think I can take on your book for review. But with both of these authors, there was just something about the stories when they told me about them that I was like, you know what? Normally, I wouldn't review these because I don't want to, it's not even just that I don't want to, it's that I don't want to promise something and then under deliver or not be able to deliver. Um, So it's, you know, it's kind of, it's not just like, oh, I don't have time or I don't want to. It's, it's like really me just wanting to make sure that I'm not letting anyone down. And it still happens even when I have the best intentions. Nobody's perfect. But um, both of these authors, when they reached out to me, like, you know, initially I was going to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't, I can't right now, you know, please, like, I'm, I'm going to pre-order your book, I will buy a copy, I'm really excited for you, but I'm not really, I don't know if it's the right fit for me at this time, but then there was just something about, like, the stories, the way they described them, or the way, like, the conversation that made me think, you know what, normally I wouldn't want to promise something just on the off chance I couldn't deliver it, but at this time, I'm, I'm just going to give it a try. I'll give it a shot. I'll make the time. I'll ask my husband to do some things or, you know, just push some other projects back because I actually wanted to give both of these books a try. And oh my word, I am so glad I did. Like it's been so long since I've read a book and been caught completely by surprise. I read a lot of books by the same authors, you know, like Tessa F. Shar and Misu Andrews and Connie Lynn Cassette that I get pretty used to knowing what to expect or what's coming or the writing style that, you know, it's just, it's a different experience when you're reading a book that's by like a quote unquote comfort author, right? So when I read these books, it was just like I completely got sucked into the world and like sucked into the writing style and everything else fell to the wayside when I was reading and I just got caught up in the in the pure joy of just reading, not even reading for review. And that was so wonderful. And also both of these stories, the voices of the writers just shined and they were so fresh and so creative, but also the messages were some of the most profound, deeply impactful to me messages in a book that I have read in a long time. Like both of these stories 
just deeply touched me and are things where like I instantly ran to a notebook so I could write down my favorite quotes and screenshot them and you know save them on my computer because there were just some really um really profound nuggets of wisdom tucked into those stories along with lovable characters and fun plot twists as well so not so much out of my comfort zone in a oh I never would have picked this up before because I probably would have or might have picked them up eventually because I do try to buy as many biblical fiction books as I can because I want to support the genre and the authors in that genre but I am like a slower reader at this stage in my life so it might have taken me a long time to get to it but I'm glad that I didn't let that happen and I just let myself get in the zone of reading because it was so well worth it and I cannot recommend those two books to you enough. I have a deep dive of A Divine Romance by Efueko Ogbomo up on the podcast already and my deep dive review of Hidden Scars is coming soon. The next two questions I feel like I can't really answer if I'm doing in a biblical fiction specific podcast, which are what genre needs more representation and what trope needs more representation, Um, because I am keeping this podcast episode specifically biblical fiction. So for reasons that I think are obvious, um, I'm just going to like pass over those questions because my answers would just be (laughs) biblical fiction in general because I'm not um, going into other genres or other books. Because believe it or not, Jenna actually does read books that aren't biblical fiction. (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes I do. Every once in a while, the odd contemporary or the odd historical slips in there. Ooh, the next question. You could maroon one villain or nemesis on a desert island. Who would it be? (gasps) This is such a good question. And instantly, <laughs> this is so embarrassing, instantly my mind just goes to Connie Lynn cassette books. And I feel like I should be more original. But um, there's just something about Connie Lynn cassette. I think, though, for the sake of not repeating myself over and over again, I'm going to say, because I just recently read The Hidden Prince by Tessa Afshar, um, there's like... I don't know how to say things without giving away spoilers, y'all, but there are forces at play in both The Hidden Prince and Jewel of the Nile that cause problems for the main characters. So I'm going to say The Troublemakers. I don't know if there's necessarily like a villain specifically or a nemesis specifically, but there's definitely... um, people that are out to get certain characters in both of those books and that's what I would say for that one. Tessa Afshar's books are really well done, really deep, really rich historical fiction novels that are extremely adventurous on like a grand scale Um, and I think that both of those books lend themselves really well to having these characters with these goals and these motivations while also having these external forces or side characters or minor characters that are like trying to get in those characters way and really like throw some massive plot twists at them and that's honestly every time people ask me for like book recommendations with plot twists I always say Tessa Afshar's because hers are usually the most dramatic (laughs) in a good way so yeah I'm gonna just say um 
the external forces in Tessa Afshar books is is who I would maroon on a desert on a deserted island. Next question, what book did you not really think you would like at first and then ended up loving? Okay, so forgive me if this is a little bit of a cheating answer, but Honestly, I didn't think I would like the entire genre of biblical fiction. When I first discovered biblical fiction, which is a subgenre of Christian fiction, I had dabbled my toes in a couple of Christian fiction novels that had been recommended to me by my mom. And I had loved those, but I still had this little bit of like a quote unquote reading snob attitude that I've talked about before. Where like, you know, I read those books and they were good, but I would kind of look at all the other Christian fiction books out there and look at the covers and look at the blurbs and I would just be like, well, they could be interesting, but I know they would never be as good as these other books I've already read. So I'm just not going to give other Christian fiction a chance. I only read books by these authors. Well, flash forward to me seeing The Pharaoh's Daughter by Misu Andrews on the bookshelves and I saw it and it immediately got my attention because it was on the, you know, this Barnes and Noble recommends shelf. So like not, you know, not just like in the shelf in a line with all the other books, like it was specifically on display and I saw it and my eyes were drawn to it because I saw the cover and I saw Egypt on the cover. And if you don't, if you know anything about me, just know this. It's that Egypt, since I was a kid, has been a fascination of mine. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, I have to get that because that's different. And that's not like any of the other Christian fiction books that I had seen on the shelf previously. Like all the other ones at my Barnes and Noble, at least, were contemporary. I think that was just like the most popular at the time. Um, It was a lot of contemporary. And I, you know, enjoy the odd contemporary every once in a while. But specifically, you know, for me, I just kind of, it wasn't my fa- my cup of tea, my favorite genre. So that's kind of what led to me thinking like the genre of Christian fiction was really limited. And that's just not the case, y'all. Like there's a subgenre within Christian fiction. There is a book for everyone. Literally everyone, every walk of life, every interest, there's a book out there, I'm sure, for someone. So that being said, I bought The Pharaoh's Daughter and like literally I read it that night. Like I stayed up until 1 a.m. and I thought to myself, well, that is a special book. And I still was a snob though after I finished it. I still was like, okay, well, I only like these books and books by Misu Andrews. So then I went and I found Counter with the Stars by Connie Lynn Cassette. And I remember buying it and thinking, well, I'm sure it won't be as good as Misu Andrews because only Misu Andrews and like these handful of other authors that I read could write books I would like. I don't know why I was like this. I was just really really difficult and I think I was a difficult child too like I've just always been a little bit difficult in my mindset about certain things I'm, I'm a little bit I can I have in the past had a tendency to be a little bit stubborn but I'm open to changing my mind at least and so I read a Connie Lynn cassette book and I remember opening it and being like it probably will be a disappointment like Misa Andrews' book, but I'll still give it a try. And then I read it and I was obsessed with it. And then the next book that I found was The Crimson Cord by Jill Eileen Smith. I'm telling you, that Barnes & Noble must have noticed that I bought like The Pharaoh's Daughter because then every time I came back, there was a new biblical fiction book that I hadn't seen before. 
And Barnes and Noble, like our Barnes and Noble specifically, didn't really carry biblical fiction prior to that that I'd ever seen before in the Christian fiction section. Usually I ended up going to like the secular shelves when I was shopping for books because there was just more options and more variety. But every time I came back to Barnes and Noble, there was one new biblical fiction book on the shelves and I would buy it and then I'd come back and there'd be another one so they must have noticed that I was like specifically and only at that point coming to Barnes and Noble for biblical fiction and every time I would get a new one like a new author like the Crimson Cord by Jillian Smith or you know uh Esther Royal Beauty by Angela Hunt every time I came back I would pick up the book and I would be like well I'm buying this one, but I'm sure it won't be as good as this book, this book, and this book that I've read previously, and then it would be. So honestly, it was a while before I accepted that I just loved the genre of biblical fiction. Not even accepted, before I realized that I just loved the genre. Like, it didn't matter what the author was or what the story was. I just loved it. So maybe a cheating answer but really just the entire genre I didn't think I would like and then I loved it and then after I think I'd read books by Misa Andrews, Connie Lynn Cassette, Jillian Smith, and Angela Hunt that's when I was just like okay sign me up for everything there is and I like created this massive Amazon cart wish list and uh, started slowly building my collection and then starting Instagram and blogging to connect with other biblical fiction readers and now we're here at Biblical Fiction buffs the next question is what fictional pet would you want for your own and I am not sure if I can really oh I can there's a couple of books that come to mind oh my word my dog just scared me so much because she started barking and I thought there was someone at our door it was just a squirrel we're all fine except for the squirrel the squirrel is an enemy of this household but I know that there's a dog in rain by Dana McNeely and I also think there's a dog in Miriam by Misu Andrews and not none others are really coming to my mind I just think of dogs specifically because I probably have a dog, but I'm thinking either the dog in Rain, the dog in Miriam by Misu Andrews, unless I'm completely making that up, in which case that's very embarrassing. The dogs. Give me all of the dogs. And specifically, I want the characters with the dogs because <laughs> I don't want to separate the dogs from their owners or their humans. They're, the bonds between pets and fiction, I think, are always really cute and really sweet, so... Um, I won't I won't separate any pets from their humans but if I did it would be a dog the next question and it's a hard one (laughs) is gonna be what book did you love when you were younger and now question your younger self's taste okay let the record reflect that this was probably the most difficult question in this entire tag and this just shows that I get what I deserve for not looking at the questions beforehand and I don't even know if I would necessarily count this as biblical fiction but it was probably the first book that uh remotely resembled the genre that I ever read and that is The Golden Goblet by Eloise Jarvis McGraw this is one of those Newbery honor books uh that I had to read I think it was in the sixth grade which is when I was around 11 or 12 and honestly if I'm being transparent with you I did not enjoy reading this book at all (laughs) um so I don't know if that really counts but it's the only book I could find from like my childhood or my younger years that remotely resembles biblical fiction I don't know if any of you have read the golden goblet and if you did 
and you enjoyed it. Can you tell me why? Because I don't remember why I didn't like it. I just remember not enjoying the process of reading it. So there was just something about this book and probably the homework associated with it and like the essays and the writing that I had to do for it that I didn't like. And you know what? I would say this counts because I am questioning my younger self's taste because... Jenna, I don't know why you didn't like it. I don't know what was wrong with it. What what didn't you like about this book? Like, I'm questioning your opinions because I can't think of a valid reason that you had for having them. So either past Jenna needs to come out of the woodwork and explain, or somebody else needs to tell me if they liked or didn't like reading The Golden Goblet in their fifth or sixth grade classroom, why or why not? Because... I'm curious now. And I don't think that this book is specifically Christian fiction. Like, I think it's general fiction that just happens to take place in an ancient Egyptian setting. But it's, you know, ancient historical fiction. So I feel like that counts for the purposes of this question. The next question is actually a series of questions, and I love it. So, um... Name a book for each category to be adapted into a movie, a TV show, a miniseries, and a Broadway play. For a movie, instantly, I know right off the bat what I'm picking for all of these. For a movie, I would pick Esther Royal Beauty by Angela Hunt, which I already mentioned in this podcast, but I just feel like Angela Hunt's writing style, she describes historical settings with such like vivid language and like the research is incorporated so well that I would love to see that brought to life on the screen and what the Persian Empire through her perspective would really look like. For TV show, I'm picking Connie Lynn Cassette's books. They're all, uh, I think up until this point at least, I don't know about her next series, but they're all kind of connected with little tiny Easter eggs that sort of... um connect the characters in one way or another like either they're related to each other or they knew each other or their families knew each other like generations ago so I would love a tv show that's just Connie Lynn Cassette books like the universe of Connie Lynn Cassette I don't know what you would call that the Connie Lynn Cassette cinematic universe the CCCU or something but that's what I want I want a tv show or a series of tv shows star wars style about all of Connie Lynn Cassette's books and I want them to cross over I want all the stories told I want millions of episodes with Mariah and Derek I want it all for miniseries I am oh dear hmm I'm struggling. For miniseries, I'm going to pick two. I would either think Land of Silence because I think Land of Silence by Tessa Afshar would lend itself really well to either a two-part miniseries or a three-part miniseries because I feel like from what I remember, there's two or three points where I think it would really wrap up nicely as like a segment. Because, like, miniseries means different things to different people. I've watched miniseries that are only, like, three parts long, so it's, like, three shorter movies. But I've also watched miniseries that are, like, ten episodes long. So for a shorter miniseries, I would pick Land of Silence by Tessa Afshar. And for a long miniseries, I would say The Restoration Chronicles by Lynn Austin, which consists of Return to Me, Keepers of the Covenant, and On This Foundation. And that one especially would be fun because it would be a really big cast of characters um, with like a really overarching story about uh, the Jewish people coming out of captivity. For a Broadway play... 
I'm going to pick Treasures of the Nile by Miso Andrews, which is the Pharaoh's Daughter and Miriam that I previously mentioned. And those two books basically are like Moses's life, but from the perspective of his adopted mother and then his sister. And I think those would make a great Broadway play, specifically because I am feeling very heavily inspired right now by the musical Moses by Sight and Sound. If you guys don't know, Sight and Sound creates these like insanely well-produced musicals based on Bible stories and they're constantly producing new ones and they perform them in Branson, Missouri and Lancaster, Pennsylvania and they are so impressive. If you wanted to watch them like the soundtracks are on iTunes. The the recorded like movie versions themselves are available on DVD or streaming through Sight and Sound TV. Like if you have the opportunity to at any point in your life watch a Sight and Sound musical I recommend that you do because they're so powerful and I love them and all of the soundtracks are on my writing playlist and my reading playlist. Like I just, I've always been so touched by their stories for years now. Basically, I could see that being a Broadway play or musical. I would love to see like stage effects of just how they would like part the Red Sea or how they would, you know, do like the Nile River or the plagues. Like I think that would make a really good exciting stage production. The next question is what fictional family do you think would make the best reality show? Oh man, (laughs) I'm like struggling so much with these questions. Is it cheating to say the fictional family that I wrote in my Generations of Faith series? Because reality show implies that they're real and as of today they exist only in my imagination and I would love to see them come to life um so I want to just right off the bat say my own characters because I would love for them to come to life and I would love to watch a reality show about them and probably how they either agree or disagree with the way I've written their stories I think would be really funny but um I guess after that I would probably say Hmm. Okay. This may be a stretch, but I'm thinking about like biblical fiction or Bible stories that get adapted into biblical fiction novels frequently. King David or Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Rachel, Leah, Esau, Sarai or Sarah, like all Rebecca, all of those characters. That's a very, I guess, famous Bible family. And um, specifically, I'm thinking of Jill Eileen Smith's Wives of the Patriarchs series. There's something about Wives of the Patriarchs that just sounds like it could be, you know, like a, a reality show title, Real Wives of the Patriarchs or something. And I think the same way too about Jill Eileen Smith's Wives of King David series. I just feel like both of those sound like they could already be reality shows. I don't know if they'd be good reality shows, but they would be interesting to say the least. What was the last book that made you cry and laugh? That would definitely be Rahab Hidden Scars by Rebecca Geiger. Like I just, I laughed and I cried. By the way, I hope I'm saying her last name right. If I'm not, somebody correct me. Um, But that book, like it's a dramatic story. It's a sad story, but there were also like moments where I just couldn't help but laugh and like little moments of humor and lovable side characters that just made me giggle and provided like some much needed lightheartedness in the story. But also the message itself was just really touching. And um, 
profoundly impacted me. So Rahab Hidden Scars. What author could you talk about for three hours straight? I think this podcast has proved my answer is probably Connie Lincasette. And then what book would you want to write? Um, I'm just going to say the next one. (laughs) I am an author. I am currently working on the Generations of Faith series. The first book is Jerusalem's Daughter and it's out now. The next book is Antioch's Daughter and that comes out on June 18th of this year. And so the book I want to write is whatever comes next, the next one, um, without giving any spoilers, but I am working on a series and the book that I would like to be done is all of them. (laughs) I would love for my books all to just magically be done for the story in my mind to just instantly be on paper um, in like perfect condition without needing any edits. That would be amazing. So those are all of my answers to the bookish podcast tag created by Nicole and the Unending TBR and the Well-Read Coffee Addict podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let me know if you enjoyed this, if you had similar answers. I don't know if I have anyone specifically to tag, But if you are like wanting to do this tag, if you have a podcast or a YouTube channel of your own, highly recommend that you do it. Maybe review the questions beforehand so you don't go on and on and on, um, like mumbling and rambling about all of the books ever like I did. But yeah, this was really, really fun. If you would like to hear more episodes like this, doing fun tags or recommending biblical fiction novels or listening to reviews or book clubs and things like that, be sure and subscribe and rate the Biblical Fiction Buffs podcast, as well as follow Biblical Fiction Buffs on Instagram. That's where I post discussion questions and really try to engage the community. And we also have a quarterly book club there as well. My name is Jenna Van Maurick, and you can follow me personally at Jenna Van Maurick on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode.